You think you got skill? No. Sound good. All right, man. So I just want to welcome everybody back to the podcast, JCRL. Today we got we got two uh, guests on the show. Just gonna just express how we got youth and we got leadership. There's people who are beating the odds out here. You know what I'm saying? We're regular black young African Americans, and uh, we out here doing it. You know, with all the cards faced against us, we can still be successful. And uh, we're making this podcast in hopes. It could be motivation for someone else who's down and out and, and, and feeling the weight of their situation to let them know that they too can still make it. You know, that there's people out here uh, in our city, uh, this one specifically, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, if you're in the area, reach out. You know, uh, we out here and you're not alone. So uh, I want to just start it off with uh, my interviewee. You got, if you could introduce yourself again and uh, just give us a little background of who you are, you can feel free to. Uh, share as much as you like, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, so my name is Julius Minifield. I grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, growing up, growing up younger, it was, it was difficult. I grew up with multiple challenges coming up, up in the area that I'm in. And mostly this area is like, you don't see much people make it because of the wrong that have been done to them. And what's so, make it? Excuse me? What's make it? like successful like dream wise like everybody think oh when I turn 18 I gotta get a job I gotta start worrying about this and that and they're instead of wanting to follow their passion and their dreams okay okay and 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 you beat that though you somehow you stay focused yes so elaborate on that like what what helped you stay focused amidst like all the negativity that's that's around you so when I was younger, I mean, we all make mistakes. For me, I there was times where I felt as if I was drifting to that type of situation, but I always wanted it better for myself and better for the people that did good for me. So what helped me was not only trying to keep myself on that type of road, but also the people that was chipping at me, yelling at me, telling me, like, don't be like the rest because most people give in to their friends and peers because they want to fit in. And I was cool with not fitting in. I was cool with not being the star at the time. I was cool with not, I was cool with being the star in the closet because eventually I'm going to shine when you open that closet. And it, it was just more of, I got, I had to wake up every day. Like I have to be a 1% better than what I am, what I was yesterday. And when it came to basketball, Every six months, I tell myself, bro, six months ago, you were trash. Six months ago, you were trash. Six months ago, you were trash. I would never think I'm better than anything. I never think I'm better than anybody. I just think each day you got to progress and get better. And that's how you should live life, actually, no matter what sport it is, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, golf. You should want to get better every single day, not only as a, not only as an athlete, but as a person, because how you carry yourself as a person is how you're going to carry yourself on the court. If you give, if you give respect off the court, you're definitely going to give respect on the court. And that, and that's going to be seen because it's not, it's not just a one half game. A coach is going to want somebody that's responsible off the court and on the court. Shout out to that. You said something. You said you was, you was happy being a star in the closet. 
And like, that's the first time I, I heard that type of analogy. But what it sounded like to me was like, you was kind of always focused on the internal. You know what I mean? You wanted to make sure you, you, you were developed enough. And I, I wanted to really ask you, you said people were yelling at you. So I, I imagine you had some supporters in your life. Well, it was hard because for for a moment it was a lot of it was a lot of negativity. But growing up and started to follow into people that you meet, it's like God God never takes away someone in your life that's not supposed to be there. God always puts a plan in the motion because every every book every book got different chapters. I would say every book got different chapters. Some people are supposed to be in this chapter. Some people are supposed to be in this chapter. End of the day, it's all going to go together with the book, whether it was negative or positive. The book is going to be great. And it's supposed, it's going to go with the dialogue. It's going to go with what's going to, it's going to go with the ending because that was supposed to be in that chapter. Now, if you take away that piece from that chapter, the rest of the chapters is not going to make sense. So I completely, I don't, I don't look, I look at it as like, oh, thank you. I look at it as like this, right? There's two men, two men on the ground. One has a bucket of money and the one has asking for spirit change. But the one thing that they have in common is they both have alcoholic fathers. And you could be completely different, but at this, at this things have same things in common because they both have alcoholic fathers, but the difference between both is one choose, chose to use that as a crutch to, oh, see, he's like this, so for me, I should be able to do this and use this as a crutch. Like I should be able to do bad because he did bad. And I gotta say, oh yeah, each time I make that excuse, he did bad instead of, this happened, so I gotta I gotta build up and build up and build up because eventually I want to be able to say I made that comeback, I made that story from, dang, I was really down here to now I'm up here. Now I feel that we're not using no crutches. You mentioned God, which uh, begs me to ask the question: Did you go to church a lot as a youth, or you had some people, uh, you know, introduce you to the Bible and stuff like that? Growing up, my grandma was a huge, when my grandma was on this edge, she sadly passed. But growing up, my grandma was a big, a really, really big church person. And I was in that church 24-7. And I actually, growing up, and actually meeting my, um, my, um, my adoptive father, and he actually was a big church person. And he'd go to two to three times a week. And I was always shy from the church because I, feel like, I would feel like an outsider. But what, I, but what I realized was like, again, that God puts people in your life for a reason. And I had to take it as I'm shying away from him because I'm starting to use, oh, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. I'm supposed to be far away from him because I don't feel as if he's helping me. But in our reality, he's just, he's just making, making that journey much more harder for when it's going to be easy, I'm humble. As in, this is where I came from. This is the struggle. This is the pains, the tears I cried. These are the scars that I have on me. But I'm humble now because I worked for this. I didn't, this wasn't earned. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather get 20K earned than 1 million just given to me. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I, I hear you talking, man. You sound, uh, old folks used to say, wise for your years. How old are you, by the way? I'm 17. 17, man. Y'all hear that? 17, talking like that? Man, your future, man. I, I like to see where you are. Yeah. Uh, so tell the people, what are you doing right now at 17? Like, what's your current situation? You're in school, you working, girlfriend, what's up? 
So for me, love life was always hard because I never got, me and my mother never really ever reached like in a, um, really reached a connection for multiple, multiple reasons. So I ended up going into foster care and it was never, I guess it was just too much and I never got upset about it. I was, I, I did my little cries. I did my little pain, but for me, I just used it as like, for me, like I gotta, I gotta work now. I gotta, I gotta work extra hard because that support's not behind me. I gotta work extra hard. So foster homes, I bounced around a lot. Not for, not for, um, for attitudes or anything like just because that's how the foster system We're growing up, growing up as a teenager, foster care is hard because mostly they want kids, little kids, so they could teach because I've heard myself that, um, most parents think that they're stuck in their ways because we're 16, 17, 15. We already think we know everything. And at a time before I was 15, I used to think that I, if, if you notice the richest people, the richest people always have an ear out. The richest people are the quietest people because the first thing they want to do when they walk in the room is learn. They don't, they don't care to say, I make, I make this down the third. They, they surround themselves with people that are better than them and just listen because going on in life you're just gonna have to listen as hard as it is I have my troubles some days listening and authority because I am still a teenager but at the end of the day I have to come to the conclusion with myself that I'm not going to get far away if I don't if I don't buckle down and say hey listening listening is going to have get me more to where I'm going to be because me thinking I know everything when I don't not even close is it's going to get me stuck in a way so right now I'm in a group home and there's difficulties there because it's difficulties sometimes like just the feeling of not of not having a, not really feeling like it's a home because of the rules and then the situation and the current facts about it. And it's just like they do what they can, but it's just it just doesn't hit like coming home to like family and all that. But it, it pushes you. It, does, it doesn't break you down as, as much as there's times where you just want to sit down. Go in the corner and just think, yo, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do this. You gotta be the, it gotta be the total opposite way. It's like, yo, I'm in this situation, but dang, this is gonna be a great story to tell somebody someday. Yeah, that uh, that goes into one of my last questions that I was gonna ask you. I didn't know, you know, I mean, you you still in the you know you in the foster care system, and you know, it's an unfortunate situation, but you're muscling through, and it's like you holding your head high, and and I, I noticed that a lot of people who not even in a, in, in, I would say precarious, in a precarious situation as you, and they're, they giving up. So I, you, I mean, you kind of already said it, cause I was gonna ask you, you know, how would you use your situation to help others or motivate others uh, who necessarily don't, but you, you mean, you've been saying like, you can't use your situation, you know, to, to, to be a downfall, you, uh, you say using it as a crutch. You said that earlier, or like using it as an excuse. But, yeah, uh, growing up, growing. You froze up a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Growing up, it was more just like for me, like no matter what I go through, I'm always gonna remember somebody's going through something way worse. Like somebody maybe in the predicament that I'm in that didn't get to get put in DCF care or didn't get put in foster care and they're still living that same situation, but they're, but they're, they're thugging it out and they're, they're doing what they got to do with it because they just feel as if they can't do much with it. And I, as, 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 as much stuff as I go through, at the end of the day, I'm saying, I'm, I'm always going to say I'm blessed 
because I do have people in my, I do have some people in my corner that do what they can for me. And I do a hundred percent as much as I can for a community. Like, I will, I'm not naming, I'm not going to name names or say how many, but there's times where I've, I've bought pairs of shoes for people. I've bought clothes. I've helped food. Like it's nothing, even though I'm in at my 17, at 17, you got a job. I'm, no, I, um, I used to sell, I used to sell a lot of my, I used to sell a lot of shoes, clean shoes. I used to do, I used to, I used to be up with my cousin shoveling snow till 3 a.m. to make as much money as can. As soon as a blizzard came in, we're outside, hat, jacket, 15 pairs of sweatpants, just listen, <laughs> listen. your snow. Listen, you you bringing me back to the shovel days, boy. <laughs> you definitely got to have motivation to be out there shoveling. <laughs> uh, all right, so the big question here, the main event. Why basketball, right? What, when did you first get introduced to it, and when did you find out that I was, I, I'm good? You know what I'm saying? You feel you good? Like, what's up? Look at you funny, you feel me? They're not gonna believe in what you're saying now. Yeah, you get your money up now. Everybody, like, yeah, bro, I've been telling you, yeah, nah, nigga. Look. I ain't got a cap, I ain't got a flex, I ain't got a stunt, I let niggas know If he disrespect, then he gotta If he disrespect, then he gotta go Why you keep a pole? Cause I can't go Run up on him still, let him things go I told Roto, woke up on him, do him dirty Louis got a dirty, he'll get you buried Hit him in his back since he tryna run, huh Leave him on his front, I ain't tryna laugh, I ain't tryna joke Niggas talking blunt, niggas getting smoked Drilling with a mask, never leave a witness, uh. Niggas know The funny part about this is, okay So, my father my biological father, we weren't really close, but he introduced me to basketball. I was always thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to play basketball just like him. So I'm, I'm, I always had a ball in my hand. Sixth and seventh grade, I tried for my middle school team for um, Wallace Middle School. Didn't make it. And seventh grade, I had, I had my social studies teacher, my best friend basically at that school, because I was a straight A student at that school at the time. I was... I was like, I was like, you think I'm gonna make it? He was like, I think so. That list come, I'm not on that list. And I look at that list, I'm just like, hang. And I remember the day like it was yesterday. I get on the bus, I punch the seat, I start crying. I'm crying to myself. I'm just like, I'm just crying and crying and crying and crying. And then I go in the house, I go to sleep. I don't want no dinner. I go to sleep, wake up the next morning and remember that that list is still up there. And for like, Four to five days, I looked at that list every time we passed his room to go to his room, and I just look at that list, and I look at him, I'm just like, younger me, I thought, this guy doesn't like me. I'm not good enough. But in reality, he showed me that you expected it. You thought it was supposed to be handed to you just because you're one of my favorite students. You think it's supposed to be handed to you. You still got to work just as hard as the next person. And that's, that's when I realized, all right, I'm going to take this serious. So I transferred to Naugatuck. I go to City Hill. Me thinking, all right, I'm starting to take this serious. I'm about to get major minutes. I'm about to do what I got to do. Benched. Make the team benched. Get in. I was one of those kids that get in after three, minute, after three minutes of the last quarter. You moved to Naugatuck. 
sat the bench. I was so upset. I had kids that were younger than me playing over me. And I was just like, bro, am I going to play this basketball game as much as I love it? And meanwhile, I'm thinking I'm good at the game because since like sixth or seventh grade, I'm five foot five being able to touch the rim. And I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to be this cool person. And I'm five five touching the rim. I'm thinking I'm about to be this good person coming into the – and I got humbled again. I was expecting it. Instead of thinking like – I'm a work instead of thinking, oh yeah, work for it. Yes, I put that work in, but as soon as it came down to crunch time, I'm thinking, where's my minutes? I deserve this. When in all reality, if it was if it wasn't at school, I wasn't according no working outside of school. I wasn't shooting around. And that's when it clicked that I gotta start working as hard as I can. Every every time somebody texts me, I gotta that text has to be, I'm sorry, I'm in the gym. Or I'm sorry, I'm outside right now. I'm not training right now, maybe after. And for two summers straight, that's what it was. Said I'ma make bail tonight. Huh. I'ma call sale I might. Huh. Roll through the city, buy little bitty. She gave me head on sight. And I got a safe route to say. I'm trying to make it out. Won't do the shit for clout. Come get with me, come get with me. I'm from the floor, see. I'm with them killing niggas, come and talk to me. You could try to walk with me, but you can't step in my shoes. I'm a clear room. I'm a 1000%. They don't make them like this. But we gonna make them like this. This is a prime example of what we trying to do. He made, he made I get it. That mambo mentality. That's what I was gonna say. He got that mambo mentality. And for that, for them two, for them two, for them two years, I went to Damian Saunders. Damian Saunders holds holds a king and queens training, mm -hmm. and when I tell you, he doesn't play. If you think I work hard, he makes me work twenty times harder. I can't miss a layup. I can't miss a dunk. I can't miss it. Three 20 push-ups each. Drop it. Hard concrete, 95 degree weather from seven o'clock to three o'clock every single day. And he got up, he got up every single day and beat us at the park. So being there for seven, and he has to beat us and he beat us at the park every time. So I he showed that he was ready for us to work. So we worked and we worked our butts off every year, every time, every day for 95 degree weather. Not to mention, not to mention out of his own pockets by a whole water bottle case it um training gear by the um the rubber bands the ladders all of it like it was nothing it was damian saunders dale saunders Derek, and biz them four and they're all related and all came out helped me but not only helped me but helped the community they were one of those people that if any if any if you want to bring any of your kids down for free they would come train them. Then he started his business. And I'm very grateful for what he has done for me because if it wasn't for him, for him throwing me, he threw me, basically threw me in the lines. Then he told me, he told me, look, because the first day I came to training, I tried to dunk on him off the rip, off the glass, dunked on him. He was like, all right, I'm throwing you in the lines then. Don't tell me you're good. I don't want to hear about stats, steals. I don't want to care, care about how much points you have. You're just like everybody else when you get here now. And I treated it like that. And he just had me working out, working out, working out, working out. And then I started, I started to hate leaving. I started to hate being three o'clock because it went from, is it three o'clock yet? I'm hot to, you got two more hours left. Let's get this shoot around. And I, he would stay for them two hours, shoot around with me, take rebound a thousand shots, 
just for me to perfectly get my jump shot right. And then I went into freshman year, didn't play because of grades and because of problems at my home where I just couldn't do it. Sophomore year, I couldn't do it. Junior, senior year, I turned that dog on. And I, 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 you know how people say they walk with that chip on their shoulder? I didn't like the chip. The chip was too small. I wanted a boulder. It was a boulder on my shoulder. I had, I had, no matter, no matter what I scored. All right. I did good today. But did I get that one more assist that could have helped my teammate out to get his confidence better and help him more? Did I, did I, did I finish that lift to help my teammate get that assist? What is my, how many shots did I miss? Forget how many points I had. And that's, that's how I would just see the game. And that's when I realized I loved it because you have, when you wake up in the morning, some people think, what am I about to eat for breakfast? I always woke up in the morning. What court am I about to go to? Where do you think, where do I think people at today? What gym can I get into? Anybody training today? That was just my mentality for days. I still sip champagne, 30 shots, get it pop. Felt the whole damn spot. I got a whole lot to lose, but I got a whole lot of shots. Rolling and controlling, doing what I do. Breaking rules might make the new bitch. Stupid nigga, play you a fool. And I'll show you what I'm in. How the fuck you say a nigga So, how you feel now? You think you got skill? No. Huh. There's always gonna be there's always there's always gonna be someone better than me, but I promise you I'll be the, I'll be the first person I'll be the first person to tell you I'm guarding him. And, I, and I'm gonna steal that as the as the beginning soundbite. Like so, you got skill? No. <laughs> That's humble right there. That's humble. I, I, I'm excited to see what happens next for you. Uh, Clay, anything you want to say? No, he next up. I mean, that's it. They better know what it is. He a part of the team now. You know what I mean? Anything you need, I'm behind him. And, you know what I mean? We're going to make sure he keep straightforward, keep him very bright. We're going to get him to the next level. He's what we're trying to build. He's probably there. He, he, he need to be the face of this. He got, he know what it takes. He's doing it. This, this, this is big. This ain't no dream. This is reality for him. He got it. He paving the way on his own. And I respect that because people don't do that. He hungry. He wanted. He ain't let none come in the way of it. And I'm right there with him. And I ain't going to let none come in the way of it either because he got the right idea, man. This is golden right here, man. We got to get his man his props. And he just gets started. He ain't even take off yet. But the thing is, he's doing what a lot of brothers should already be doing, but they don't even think they got the mentality to do it because they ain't thinking like he thinking. But what he's showing them is as long as you put your mind to it, you could do it. It don't matter about if you got this person telling you, this person telling you, it don't matter about it's about what you want to do. You gotta be hungry. You know what I'm saying? He's hungry. He want it. He don't want them to give it to him. He's gonna take it. This is his. He living for the moment. You know what I'm saying? And I just need the world to know who this man is. Because he's next up. And don't forget, and I'm the one that told you y'all. Because <laughs> we on our way. You feel me? Nah, definitely. Uh, this is this is just the one first of many interviews I see in your future. Uh, but I just want give a quick shout out to Damian Saunders, uh, to Dell, Biz, and Derek. Shout out to them for putting in that work out there. Uh, where they in Nogatuck, you said? Uh, they're in Waterbury. And I would like to I would like to give thanks to um at least 
two more people that helped me. I mean, I would love to, I love to give thanks to literally everybody that's came in my life, good or bad, because whether y'all did negative or positive, y'all, y'all gave me that one extra, uh, extra push, negative or positive. I like to thank, I like to thank Nicole, my father, Nate, my mother, Nadia. I like to thank, I like to thank God himself. And I like to thank all y'all for, for having me. And uh, I want to thank you too, just for being a light out here in the midst of the darkness, man. You, you, you're intelligent, man. And I seen the highlight reel, man. You, it shows your work has been shown. I'm gonna just say that your work has been shown, and, and you're a monster. Like I see you out there eating food at will. You know what I'm saying? And, and the fact that you don't even seem like a selfish player. Like you're not even even if you do put up 40 or 50 points, it's like you still you concerned about your your, your teammates. Like you know what I mean? And, and I feel like. As I, I watch that, I don't watch basketball that much, but when I do watch basketball players interviews, when certain basketball players are, are caring about the man next to them, it's like they are already solid. You care about the ne- man next to you. That's infectious. That's like, that's beautiful. You know what I mean? That's how you build a community and you carry, you know, you carry a team that way. That's how you be a leader, you know, and, and, and you're showing leadership qualities. And you ain't even 18 yet. Girls stay off him. Let him do his thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, he's Got a feedback off. I mean, piggyback off that, though. That's what I mean. We got to stick together and make it happen. I mean, one person go open the door for this person. This person open the door for this person. We got to network, but most importantly, we got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? This brother right here, he on his way. Him doing the right thing, the people going to come in his way because he's good. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I, I I never crossed paths with this brother, but it's the reason why God sent me to meet this brother. It's the reason why I got this vision for this brother that I'm going to make sure we're going to make happen. Because he ready. He won it. You don't meet many kids that want it. He won it. And most importantly, he's going to take it if you don't give it to him. And that's what he needs. It seems like a need. He needs. He's hungry for the right thing. He's hungry for the right thing. All these kids, they ain't hungry for the right stuff. They want designer. They want this. They want that. He want around here. He ready to do it. He ain't worried about the nonsense. He going to get all of that, too. I know he is. But we need brothers like him in the program. He's going to teach some of the young kids that I got coming in, you know, what they got to do, what it takes. But most importantly, he just getting started. There's more to come. This the, is this the first of many interviews that we're going to have with him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's definitely family. So Next I, year, weird, all right? That's all. Just for the people. Next year, they be weird for this. That, that fo- follows up to my last, my final question well, that I have written down is, you can tell everybody what's next. You know, what you plan to do. You, you came this far. So I, I imagine you got a plan. So for the next year, three years, five years, however far you see your plan, what, 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 where are you planning on taking it? Uh, if you don't know, I mean, that's cool too. I mean, you're 17, you don't necessarily gotta have everything figured out. I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of the perfect way to say it. And I'm gonna say it like this. I'm not gonna stop until I until I could 
stop walking. I'm I want to work as hard as I can to the point where I can't move my legs no more. I want I want every top position. I want every spot. I want the highest at the highest. If I can't make it to the NBA, I want overseas. If I can't make it to the overseas, I want D League. I want G League. I want it all. I don't care what position it is. I just want to eat and I want to be as 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 high as my game for go. Because eventually, I'm gonna make it to where I want to be. And I'm gonna do whatever and whatever I gotta do to do it. Whether it's put in sixty hours a week, no matter what it is, I'm gonna get it done. No doubt, I have no doubt in my mind, man. It's impressive, man. For real. I mean, I wish I had your focus <laughs> at your age. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I guess in closing, if there's anything you could say to someone, maybe your age, maybe a few years older, who, who's watching this, uh. Anything you want to say to them, maybe on their journey to encourage them? Life, life is like a game of checkers. No, life is like a game of chess. My apologies. As a kid, we play checkers because we move certain, we move all the same way. We do all the generic bases. We don't worry about the next move because our next move doesn't matter. We're playing checkers. It's a simple game. Growing up, it's chess. And with each, each, each chess move you make, you're not making that move for the move right now. You're making the move for the next move. Because with chess, if I move my pawn, I'm only moving my pawn so I could get my rook to a certain place. So I would say, I would say, stop worrying about the present so much because it's going to get bad sometimes. It's not going to be 100% shine every single day. We're not going to be able to enjoy life of happiness and love and compassion if we don't know what that hurt feel like. If we don't know what that hurt feel like, how, to, how are we going to be able to appreciate when we don't have that hurt and we have that, that success and that pain, success and that the just, the, just the gratitude? That's what I'm going to say is that Never worry about the now because the now, the present is the present for a reason. Pain is always temporary. I've never met everlasting pain. And pain only gets you to a certain point where it's just like, this doesn't hurt no more because I've already leveled up. So there's never, there's never something you can't do if you don't think I'm going to get through this. Always have a positive mindset for what you're going through. You could make it because... If you say you can, then you can, because nobody else, nobody could tell you you can't, except for you. You're the only person that's going to get in your way in your dreams. Masters of our reality, guys. Stay motivated and crafting out there. People like to use the word manifest. You can manifest all your dreams if you put in the work. Definitely have. Playing any uh, closing remarks? Um, nah, man, this is his interview. I'm just here. I mean, I'm the man in the back. He was in the show. He ain't got much to say. He didn't know his member of the team, though. He'll let the world know that, most definitely. All right, all right. Y'all got any uh, plans in the future? What you guys collabing with? Yeah, we got we got some we got some real big coming up in the city. We can't tell him about that yet, but just know it's, it's definitely going to be going. But um, as far as him, uh, he got little things uh, coming up that he got to take care of. But we're going to get him right back uh, in the gym. 
get them back where you need to be, get ready for next season, make sure them grades stay where they need to be. Um, as far as the uh, working thing, we're going to get them, I'm going to get them out kids, you know what I'm saying? And uh, let them work out with some of the kids, you know what I mean? We put some money in the practice, you know what I mean? So he can do what he likes. He makes some money doing what he likes. That's what it's about. We got to put them in position so they don't do the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? He growing up, you know what I mean? Every day ain't the best day, but he understands it. But it's the little things that can make today the best day for him. You know what I'm saying? But you don't even try it. You don't never know what you can do unless you try You see, he trusts his teammates. He trusts me. Look, you know what I'm saying? We putting it together. We, I mean, we got it. Listen, big things to come, most definitely. Big things to come. He working hard. Uh, he, I mean, he on his way, but now he just got another supporter, a big motivation. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I'm told. I'm, I'm at games, practices, whatever. I'm here. Man, you got a big, you got a big uh, responsibility on your hand, man. Because this young man, like you say, you gotta have the right, right environment. You know what I mean? And I already know you are already out here with the youth, with the basketball league and everything. So I'm excited to see you two together and. Uh, in the photos and, and at the games, man. Uh, if I could be, I'll show support too in any way I can. Well, definitely, man. We gonna get some more tapes, man. Get them sent out. We gonna get them some more looks. We, I mean, we just getting started. This, 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 I didn't, uh, not, not to cut you, uh, but uh, I didn't ask you who your favorite player was. Do you, you have a favorite NBA player or a team? Um, yeah, you got a favorite, I got a favorite player. Who's that? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Look, you know what? He worked hard like Jimmy. Is that why? So why he why he respect that? Well, he, he went from being homeless from a person to go to the NBA finals. All off of just him being humble. But he still had that dog that I'm gonna be the best person on this court right now. Whether it gotta be energy, athleticism, shooting, I just gotta be the best person on the court right now. Stick to it. Stick to the plan and we straight. Amen. Amen to that, man. Like I said. Everything happens for a reason. I thank God uh, that you're here, and I pray uh, much success, much health, you know what I'm saying, uh, out there on them courts. And uh, I just pray you meet more people that uh, that's going to help you be where you need to be, be who you need to be, and be where you need to be in that. On that, bow up. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here.